0: This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Raising teens alone can be brutal. It becomes easier when you are co-parenting with the universe. Welcome to Co-Parenting with the Universe. This is Muriel Felous, your host. And today is going to be a continuation, as promised and discussed last week. It's a continuation of what we did last week. So to recap, I'm sure if you haven't listened to the episode, go and listen to it before you listen to this one. Maybe it's going to be more beneficial for you. But basically, we talked about uh, the self saboteur in us, this archetype which I prefer to call the misguided helper because it's here to help us. It's an illusion of protection that doesn't serve our highest good or the highest good of our teenager. This week, we mentioned last week that when we are at the fork on the road and we see that we're gonna go with the self-saboteur, we're gonna follow where they lead us instead of redirecting them, we can catch ourselves and we can decide to intervene. The same way that there are interventions for people who are addicted to alcohol, drugs, etc., this is also some kind of thought addiction. This is a, a thought addiction that tells us that the most we think about something, and really we learn that in school even because we pick topics and subjects and problems and we tackle them and sometimes from many angles and we discuss about them. And, but in that case, it does not help us because the more you focus on something, where attention goes, energy flows. The more you focus on something that is the worst case scenario, the one you absolutely would love to avoid, The more you're giving it life. In quantum physics, we know that there are many potentials out there. And based on where our attention goes, where we energize, what is relevant for us, that's what's going to be created in reality because that's how we work. That's how our brain, the reticular activating system of our brain, is going to. Pick the most relevant topic or, or truth for us, and it's going to show us in the world why is it true to bring coherence between our inner world and the outer world. So if you believe that because your teenager is depressed today, let's say, they're going to have a life where they're going to suffer all their life, that's what you will see you will find the proofs in the world why it is true. And it will be much more difficult for you to reverse that belief because you will say, wait a minute, it is true because I see proofs proofs, ev- proofs everywhere. But it's an illusion. If you were thinking that, I told you already that I had a psychologist telling me that my son would be depressed for life because he, because he had an underlying a low-grade depression that will follow him all his life. If I had accepted to take that declaration, that, that prognostic for real, for true, will I? would I have tried everything I tried? Would we be today where we are with my son being flourishing beautifully in a place that is way more compatible with who he, who he is? I don't think so. I would have given up a part of me, even if not all of me, a part of me. A part of me would have kept a part of my energy hostage with that belief. Like, why even try? Because that's what's gonna be. Why bother? Why go 110% into trying something else? So I chose to
1: not allocate energy. To that
0: prognosis and even to the to the diagnosis, because I don't believe that he has a, a latent uh, depression, low grade depression. I don't see that. Uh, it, it, there are so many factors that can influence our state of mind, our emotional state, our, and I'm not saying that some people, for some people, it's not true, but I just knew it wasn't true for my son. I didn't want to accept that. I would have tried everything before I would have signed up for that. And the same way that when I was depressed, I had so many friends telling me, take some antidepressant. It's not going to be for a long time. It will help you. I, as a coach, knew many tools. And I wanted to try everything I could before I would go for that solution. I didn't want to give life to that potential. So. Today, we're gonna to explore intervening. When you see that the self sabotaging you, that because it takes time to train your brain to energize certain thoughts instead of others, when you have practiced that habit thought of trying to come up with solutions for the worst case scenarios before they even happen, that illusion of protection that tells you the more you think about it the more prepared you're going to be which is a lie because it deprives you of a piece of, of a part of your energy it makes you it makes your body in a reaction of fight or flight and your frontal cortex the the frontal brain isn't uh, receiving as much blood flow as it usually does and you are not as resourceful and and, and analytic or smart enough to come up with solutions. So the more you do that, the more your brain will go there on an automatic pilot. But when you start changing, I've always, um, I talked about that in prior episodes. When you start changing, you notice after fact. Oh, no, I did that. That's not what I want to do. And you practice. You, you Maybe you tap on it. And I'm going to do a, a mini tapping session in this episode that you can go watch on YouTube if you want or do it on audio here. When you practice, you start catching it during. And you can stop during. Like you see you're going there. Start thinking about the worst case scenario and what are we going to do and how can we avoid that? Oh, no, I said I wouldn't do that anymore. And you go the other direction. What if I was trying something else so that at the end of my life, I know I will have tried everything I could think of to help my my teenager. That's what I'm talking about. It may take time a little bit, but you will get there. I said that, I think it was a long time ago, when my kids were young, uh, they were probably eight, something like that, some of them. And I had that bad habit of, when they didn't listen to me, I would raise my voice a lot, I would get so mad. Until one day, because I, to me, it meant, they don't listen to me. Therefore, they don't respect me. Therefore, they don't love me. And that's something that I had learned from the old generations, from one of my parents, from my father. And that's something I did not want to reproduce. And one day I was yelling and I was like, oh my God, I am doing that thing that my father was doing because he took everything personally. He was really deeply hurt. So of course he was reacting. Like, you know, when a, a wolf is taken into a trap and is hurting because his paw is trapped, they are not going to be nice. You're going to try to take them to free them, but they're going to bite you maybe. Same kind of reaction. I caught myself after fact, and I was like, okay, that's not something I want to do. That's not something I want to reproduce. I worked on it. I tapped on it. I did some affirmations. I remembered Every occasion that I had to remember that my kids love me and that the fact that they don't listen to me doesn't mean that they don't love me or that they don't respect me. They're just kids. The more I affirm that my kids love me, the more I affirm that I see the proofs, I see that my kids love me. And by the way, it's not their job to love us. It's our job to love them, but it's not their job to show us that they love us. We need to know that ourselves and we need to love ourselves enough so we don't have to put that burden on them. The more I practiced that, the more I was able to become aware. And at the beginning, I became aware during. I was like, oh, nope, I'm going to stop. I said I wouldn't do that. And then it became a little bit earlier during. And then it became just before. Before I was going to react this way, I stopped myself. And then it just disappeared. It was just a bad habit. So same thing here. You're going to catch yourself entertaining and putting life, life, life force because of your attention to the worst case scenario. You're going to catch yourself not feeling good about that. Then you know, I don't feel good in my body because that's something I thought that created that emotion. You're going to catch yourself. And then you will catch yourself during your, let's say you're going to think, oh my God, they're going to be sad for the rest of their lives. They will never have friends, blah, 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 blah. Which by the way, um, there is also a level of acceptance of the journey of our kids, but that's not what we're talking about today. You're going to catch yourself and say, no, I said I would not give life to that thought. I would not give energy there. I choose." to go in another direction. And soon enough, when that will come, like I do myself and like I train my clients to do, and like I had to do when I, my biggest fear was that my kids would be, I would find them dead uh, in the street or the party or whatever. And I was so afraid of that. I had to go to the point of, I am not giving energy to that because I'm not controlling that. I have no control over that. God, the universe, source, however you call it, has the control of that. I am not that powerful that I can decide whenever they're going to go back, whenever they're going to die. So I decided not to infuse any energy there. And at the same time, I knew because I went and I looked in my life, and we're going to do. we're gonna do some exercise on that later because I was thinking about that in the middle of the night last night. I decided that the power that is protecting me is also protecting them. So I'll we'll do some exercises together so you can also go there and apply that kind of thinking to become, so it becomes a knowing. And I just, Even now, if it crosses my mind because my son goes out at night with his friends, most of the time I feel it's so safe. It's it's such a safe place where we are now. But you never know. He uses, you know, those scooters like where you stand. And I'm like, ooh, that's dangerous. There are cars. He may not be careful. When the thought of him being hurt or, or worse crosses my mind, I decide to let it go. I decide to apply. I have a friend who does not worry at all. It's so funny because she sometimes is asking herself if she worries enough, but as long as things work, and of course she does whatever she has to do, she's not irresponsible at all, but she's not a worrier. And she always says, if something happens, we'll know. The police will call us. There is no situation where something's gonna happen and we don't know. So. Unless somebody calls and tells me that there is a problem, I am not thinking about that. And that's, I love this uh, uh, attitude. Where was I? Yeah, so (laughs) that was a long way to say it's possible. You're going to catch yourself after, during, a little bit sooner, and then you will stop doing that. You will choose consciously in the moment. And today I would like to do a tapping uh, session to work with when you go there, especially at the beginning when you're not used to have the intervenist, and I know it's a word that doesn't exist, but I created it. Your intervenist take control and say, we are not thinking about that. We are thinking about something better. We're choosing a better potential. When this intervenist hasn't done enough exercise quote unquote, and it's not fit enough to intervene yet, you can use tapping to bring your nervous system back to a neutral emotion regarding the worst scenario thought and stop yourself from thinking about that. Cut that illusion of protection. And then after the tapping session, we'll do another exercise to help you finish the work to give tools to your intervenist, That's what we're doing today. So if you know the tapping points, wonderful, you can tap with me as you are listening to the epi- episode here. If you don't know the tapping points, go to YouTube and you will see the tapping session being posted there. The link is in the description of the episode. So, if you are used to go directly on autopilot to the worst case scenario and try to tackle it and examine it from all angles, because you have this illusion of protection that if you prepare yourself for the worst, it's going to be easier if it happens. This is the tapping session. Of course, you have to be in the situation, and maybe you can recall the situation and what you feel on demand. It's it's more rare, but some people are so anxious that they can have access to that bad feeling immediately. That that's unfortunately the situation. Connect to your worst case scenario. Connect to an episode of you thinking about the worst case scenario for your teen or something else. You can apply that to anything. And feeling that you have to think about that to be prepared, to be strong enough to deal with it if and when it's going to happen. And let's start tapping on the side of the hand. Even though I'm thinking about this worst case scenario and you can give it a title, let's say, I'm thinking about my team being depressed. I'm thinking about the problem that I have with filling the blank. Fill in the blanks even though I'm thinking about that worst case scenario, and I can feel that not in my stomach or wherever
1: you're feeling it, in your neck, whatever you're feeling, I am aware that it's not serving me. And that's
0: not where I want to infuse energy right now. So I choose to put my attention somewhere else
1: And I choose to be
0: loving to myself by choosing the highest good scenario for myself, which is thinking about something
1: else. Even though I'm thinking about this worst case scenario, that problem. And I feel that not in my stomach. I choose to not put my energy there. And I know that where attention, attention goes, energy flows. Therefore, I choose to focus on something that is serve, serving me better. And I love myself that way even though I can't
0: hold myself yet from thinking about the worst case scenario, that problem. And I feel so much
1: anxiety and that ball in my stomach. I choose to no longer send energy to that thought. I know that where attention goes, energy flows. And I choose to not send any energy to that thought. And I choose to love myself in that way. That problem that I'm thinking about. That ball of anxiety in my stomach.
0: That illusion of protection. That misguided part of myself that is thinking that I'm preparing myself for when it's going to happen.
1: That illusion of protection. That worst case scenario that is just a bad habit of thoughts. that ball of anxiety in my stomach. I choose to let go of that thought. It is safe to no longer send any energy to that thought. It is safe and wise to switch direction.
0: It is in my highest good and in the highest good of my teenager to intervene on myself.
1: I choose to let go of that bad habit. This worst case scenario hasn't happened. This worst case scenario is not under my control. Therefore, I choose to let go of that thought. I will know what to do if and when it happens. There are ways to figure it out in the moment. I choose to not
0: send any energy to that thought. I now let it go and I tap into the highest potential for myself and my teenager. It is safe
1: to let go of that thought. I can let go of that thought. That thought doesn't help anyone in any way. It is not time to think or take action about that thought. It is safe to let go of that thought. I now
0: decide to let go of that thought. I do not want to send any energy to that thought, not now and not later. I choose
1: what is best for myself and my teenager. I choose a higher vibration potential. I choose a better what if, and that's from last week's episode. I choose to step into my power. I choose to free myself from the anxiety of that thought. I choose to let go of the ball in my stomach. It is safe to let go of that thought and to let go of the ball of anxiety in my stomach.
0: And now what I forgot to tell you just before we tap was to measure how strong the anxiety was about that thought, but you can now assess to see if the ball in your stomach or whatever physical symptom you felt regarding that worst-case scenario. Your thought has either become smaller or it's not there at all. Or if earlier your anxiety was at a 10, now it's at a four. And if it's at a four, I would recommend doing, rewinding and doing two more uh, rounds of tapping, or maybe three until you feel that it's at least a two or a one. So now you have for a tapping session on moving from on exercising your intervenist, this archetype, this part of yourself that can help you uh, grab the self-saboteur slash misleaded helper and retire it in the moment to pick a better scenario to stop energizing a better potential in suspense in the field of uh, an outcome that you would desire instead of something you worry about. And what I would like to propose to you, sometimes you're going to need the tapping session. The link is below, by the way. And sometimes you're not going to be that triggered that you won't need a full tapping session, especially if you start tapping on the habit of entertaining the worst case scenario and your brain is starting to change and you're creating results to where it's no longer your default mode, you will need an intervention tool that is not as extreme as tapping maybe. So what I would like to propose is an exercise to create harmony between the self saboteur or as I love to call it, the hidden, sorry, not the hidden, the misled helper, and the interventionist, so that they can work in tandem to help you lose that negative habit of entertaining the thought of the worst case scenario thinking as it is the case now that you're going to protect yourself which is a total illusion what i'm going to ask you to do i used to tell people and grab myself with some kind of authoritarian force to say nope i'm not going there What I found with the years and with my energetical work, the more I work with energy, the more I advance in my self-work, my experience with clients, uh, my years of coaching, the more I realize that love works much better than force, but I bet you know that. So what I want to propose to you today is a short exercise to just harmonize the relationship between those two. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, put a hand on your heart, and this is to be used when you see that you're starting directing your thoughts into the bad neighborhood in your mind, thinking about the worst case scenario. You're just going to say, connect with that part of yourself that is trying to protect you. because that self-saboteur, that misguided helper is just trying to protect you, either from being disappointed or from a catastrophic outcome uh, being created. Connect with that part and send it love. Thank you. Thank you for loving me and trying to help me. Thank you for having me been here all those years for me. Right now, your assistance is not really needed. I acknowledge your existence. I acknowledge this part of me. I acknowledge you. And I'm a grown woman. And I can intervene and say, that's not where I want to go. So this part of me that can say, no, that's not where we're going, is now present within me. Thank you to that part as well. Giving freedom to this misleaded helper and letting it go. For now, it can go rest. And deciding to choose a higher possibility. To choose to open to all possibilities. To choose to see what's out there, what is out there that the universe wants to show me. To choose what I would love to see and to energize that sinai. To trust. That by watering that plant, by energizing that possibility, it will grow. And knowing that I have done my part on the energy, energy side of things to change the reality that I'm creating for myself, for the people I love, honoring the power and the assistance that the universe is always ready to give me. Take a deep breath. Feel how good it feels to go where you want to be instead of trying to protect yourself from where you don't want to be, where you don't want to feel. Going with the realm of all possibilities. And reminding yourself that miracles can happen when you align yourself with them and open your eyes. So that's something you can repeat over and over and over. Like I said, when you're not that triggered that you absolutely need tapping. And soon enough, you will train your brain to recognize when you're going the Road you don't want to travel on and redirect and go and energize the result that you want instead of the one you fear. Now we're gonna go to the exercise to complement that tapping session when you are at a neutral emotional state about that worst-case scenario, and you feel that you don't no longer want to allocate any energy or or attention to that problem,
1: what you can do, put down a list of activities, people,
0: uh, I don't know, photos, movies, music that make you feel better in the moment. Some, some on my, I call them Vibration lifters. It's to go. It's like pushing the ha- a button on the energy elevator to go higher. Some of mine are gardening, putting my hands on the dirt. I love that. Listening. Um, I love Helen Jane Long. That calms me a lot when I do affirmations. I love so many people um, dancing on the music of Queen or. I mean, all the people that you love and the songs that make you feel right away better. And even if you don't feel like that at the beginning, when you start moving, force your body to move because movement will change your vibration. Um, What else do I have? I have writing, journaling. Journaling always, when I feel, pardon my French, crappy, I start writing how I feel and even though I feel like that, I know that, and things come. And even when I don't do prompts, I start feeling how uh, writing how I feel, and somehow, I get guided, and things come on paper that I didn't even think about. That's how the idea for this episode came about. I wasn't feeling well uh, mentally. I mean, I was somehow down one day, and I think it was a, a winter day. I When there is no sun, I, and you know, I had a lot of back pain lately. So it was a down day and I started writing and oh my God, so many great things came on paper. So that's one of mine, writing, journaling. Um, Eat, Pray, Love is a movie that is always recentering me. I I must have seen it like, I kid you not, 25 times. Um, E.T. is one of my favorite movies. It's, It's one of the movies that made me want to go live in America um Seeing nature, walking in nature, the singing of the birds—I don't know if you can hear it in the mic—but I have a lot of birds where I live, and there is always singing from maybe six o'clock in the morning. Mm, drawing, maybe that's your thing. Uh, exercising,
1: yoga—I
0: can't not—I can't do yoga right now because of my back, but that's one of mine. So make a list of mood lifters, vibration lifters, things that change your energy like that, pattern interrupters. You can also call them like that. So make a list of those so that when you feel like that and when you feel that that worst-case scenario had a little bit of hold on you, you tap to neutralize the hold, neutralize the anxiety, neutralize the urge to... Try to think about it in many angles and dismantle it and then go to your list to finish the work by shifting your vibration on the spot. So if you have any questions, as usual, shoot them to me, whether on an email or through my website or at askmuriel@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you can put it, if you watched, Uh, the video on YouTube and you want to put a question there, you can. You can also go on Facebook at Co-Parenting with the Universe, either the page or the group. You can reach me in many ways. And that's it for today. I have a present coming up for Mother's Day that I will send you if you are on my email list. So I would recommend that you join the email list. And that's going to be an inner journey that I'm preparing for you as a gift. And I'll see you next time. I have an interview scheduled, I think, for next week. So I'll see you as a guest. Have a beautiful week and go intervene on your bad thought habits.